0: This week's winner of the Benchtime Podcast contest is Arthur P. Dutra or Dutra. Probably butchered your last name, Arthur, but uh, you are last week's winner or this week's winner, whatever you want to call it, um, for the biggest building contest. It wasn't for the biggest building overall, but it was the one that was uh, you know, just to be added for your biggest building. So you are the winner of a railroadkits.com kit as well as an HO scale customs koozie. Uh, and either I'll reach out to you or you can reach out to me for some information on how we can get this to you Um, but congratulations again now if you want a chance to win a railroad railroad free kit and a uh, HO scale customs koozie from us you can follow this week's contest and this week's contest is that we want to see we want you guys to show us your favorite signs so if it's on a model or a building you've built or a layout diorama you are planning to put it on one you've already have it ready anything any sign that you're willing to model or already have modeled put a picture of it up either on our Facebook pin post or email it to podcast at hoscalecustoms.com and you have a chance to win a free kit from railroadkits.com and a koozie so congratulations Arthur let's see who can do this week's contest and let's jump into this week's episode What is up, miniature contractors? Welcome to the Bench Time Podcast <laughs> with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. That's right, we called everyone miniature contractors because, well, you kind of are.
1: That's what we are. Yeah, yeah, that's what we are.
0: So, um,
1: We're miniature contractors.
0: Yeah, it's 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 awesome. <laughs> you know, you, you're like yeah. the you're you're like the general contractor of your own project.
1: Yeah, we can you know we can get up in the morning and say ah. I was gonna work on that. Probably I was gonna be able to work on your on your on your house today, but I'm not going to be. I got other jobs I get you get done. And yeah, you know, uh, I'll get around to when I Get around to it.
0: Uh, I just wasn't feeling like working on your building today. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yep, uh, yep, it, yeah, I mean, is. the only the only thing you really don't do is plumbing, like working plumbing, and. No. I, I guess you could so do I that on I right. actually got bathtubs and bullets so we could actually So do you could kind of be like everyone. You're a roofer. You're uh yeah. I did do so, I did do some framing on the um the uh Sass and Vinegar Works building. There, did you see that one side? It has the open construction site? Yeah. So I did some yeah. framing. I did some uh you know, everyone I
1: just did framing tonight on this thing. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll get yeah. into your kit there. Um, I did want to say real quick, um, again, this is episode 85, but I don't know. It might be the next one episode. It might be the next four episodes. Um, my dad, my dad's internet is down. It is, it is dead. So uh, there's a story behind it. There's a story behind it. Right. Well, hang on. There's a story behind it, but... Um, I just wanted everyone to know that if we're not able to be in, we might try to organize one where we're doing it face-to-face, but if not, we're going to have to do this over the phone with my dad. So he's actually on the phone like some of our guests are sometimes. So at times there might be some uh, different sounds from him at his end because he's not on his microphone. Um, right. But yeah.
1: Thanks to Verizon. Verizon. Yes. So <laughs> they cut my lines. All right. So I'm having cable put in. Today, from i from, I'm going to uh, a Comcast. cable company. We won't mention the cable. Oh, company. I just said it. Okay, and and then he didn't hear me, guys. So they came today. The guy comes. He's completely ignoring he me. Well, he checks the line <laughs> out. Well, apparently the line that went into my house has been cut by Verizon. Back when I had Verizon FiOS eight years ago, they cut it, and or not not quite that, much, I guess five years ago. They they cut it and put it in. I had TV now, so I'm going. I'm leaving that and going to this ca- to our cable company, which is uh, Xfinity or whatever.
0: I already said it. So yeah. anyhow. So so why What's was that? it? So what happened? Get to where it was cut.
1: Well, he, he, the guy standing there there's a pole. <laughs> he's going little. He has a he's the Comcast is on this pole. There's two poles side by side. The other one has the other one has the Verizon boxes on. Them. And he's going, oh, well, this is, uh, I'm like, anyways, whatever. He's got the the damn, the damn Verizon people, when they came and worked on my thing before, they cut all the uh, the cable lines and hooked them up to theirs. Okay. So now it's all, it's all messed up. There's no, there's nothing coming off the other box, other cable box. Uh-huh. So they got to run a special line at. They got to have a line company come out and line up. They have to book that date, and they they yeah, say so... it could be now, anytime between now and <laughs> August eighth. So weeks. they
0: could be out there tomorrow, or they could be out there next month.
1: They could. If they're out there tomorrow, I'll be in. I'll be in good shape, and I'll be set up probably Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. But pff, it ain't gonna work. It don't go like that, man. So, uh, whatever. Yeah, so it could be. It could be another episode or two. Until I am uh, back on, but we're gonna use a phone for now. That's all right. We'll get through and it. At least I have. At least I have my DirecTV until they do get me hooked up. Just don't so stop paying. Good. Don't
0: just don't stop paying your phone bill, because then we'll be yeah. really. Then we're screwed. So.
1: <laughs> I don't think so, it yeah, is, I'm, I don't, all, I'm all set. All you'll right. be all right. It's,
0: you'll be good. It's all good. You'll be good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, real quick, I just saw this pop up on Facebook, and I wanted to. Um, Get this out here real quick. You've probably already seen it, but it was released just earlier today. Um, Rusty Stump Scale Models is actually going to be closing. So. um,
1: They're closing.
0: Yeah, I just was scrolling through and saw someone shared it. So they're not. Oh, wow. They're retiring. They actually want to retire finally. So, Walt and Mary, congratulations on your retirement, but. It's gonna stink because that was a they. You guys had a lot of awesome detail parts, so
1: yeah, um, they the made. Yeah, they did a lot of the resin cast stuff, all the stuff from yeah, yeah. So the 3D printed shit.
0: Oh That's, wow, well hey, so, but you know someone will take over that. I'm sure. It said it will be either will be sold or closed. So hopefully there's a transition. Yeah. Hopefully there's a transition and they can keep that stuff going because there's got some awesome somebody things. Somebody
1: takes it over, wow, that'd be awesome.
0: Right. Anyways, all right.
1: Yeah, I hate to see them go, because I just got a bunch of... We, we just ordered a bunch of stuff from them.
0: Yeah, well, they're just ready to retire. Yeah, I'm sure... A it, box
1: just came in. Well,
0: they were just saying they want to retire, so... You know, I don't... Uh, well, I don't
1: yeah, I get that. Congratulations to them. I don't blame They've served the community a long time, and they've put some nice files out.
0: 19 years, and uh, I'm sure they've had other jobs. Yeah. That wasn't their only job, I'm sure, so... Right. Whatever. When I'm ready to retire, and when I close down this... Because this podcast, by the way is going to get me to retirement. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if if, if we had, if I had a side business that I was running, and, uh, uh, and this is probably an unpopular opinion with a lot of people because I don't think... So here's... I'm going to go on a little bit of a bitch. Okay. I haven't done this in a while. When people... A bit. I've seen this now a couple times within the community, and... Okay. If I offer a service to you mm-hmm. as a business or whatever it is i if i'm making crocheted um finger sleeves i don't know what it is but um anything crocheted what finger sleeves i don't know it could okay. be whatever <laughs> look okay pittens we'll i'm making i'm making pittens if you don't know what pittens are don't even look but uh whatever it is if i'm making a thing for somebody a community and i don't go out of business but i for bad reasons. I go out of business because I'm, I've am i been doing it for 25 or 30 or 40 years. I, I see some negativity on Facebook involved with that. And it's not – it, like if I'm just ready to throw into town and retire, people get like mm-hmm. – I've seen some people get on these groups get like kind of sour about it. Well, yeah. shit. What do you want these people to do this till they're decrepit and 90? Like let them enjoy their retirement. Yeah. Let them get some time in and toss a towel in. I mean – It'd be cool yeah, maybe they should order from them more often but well it, it probably doesn't have to do with money if it, if they if they just want to retire yeah. I don't blame them I don't right. want I don't want to work
1: I, get that through, yeah. I don't want to
0: work till I'm 90 like I, you know I want yeah. I want to get somewhere comfortable and uh, throw the towel in so right. hopefully Maybe
1: they want to build something of their own yeah, yeah. so
0: I I, I, there, I just see some negative. I didn't see it with this one I've seen it with a couple of the other places yeah. that closed and people are like I oh I can't believe they're so too, yeah. I can't believe they're doing that and, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like well that's pretty selfish don't you want to retire too so anyways yeah. I'm, I'm done <laughs> I'm done complaining
1: <laughs> it's kind of yeah it's kind of ignorant actually yeah it's like
0: it's but, yeah it's like well, I can't get my stuff from them now well sorry you hear that yeah. Right.
1: Of course, my dog has to jump in here. Uh, he's barking out the window at a cat. All right. Well,
0: anyways. Hold on. We'll wait.
1: So. Yeah, no, he's... I think he got out of the
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Here we go.
1: So, yeah, that's... Uh... That's, that's that's a shocker. I did not expect
0: that. And, yeah, um, I just saw so, it. You know,
1: maybe somebody like uh, Rusty Rails. or Well, somebody actually, can in and take as, I yeah, through, as I was scrolling through,
0: as I was scrolling through, Stephen Milly, Miley. Mhm.
2: Yeah.
0: He has um, rail scale models. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he wrote on a comment below it, except of course that you can find all the laser cut details and laser cut craftsman kits at Rusty Stumps. Oh, from Rusty Stumps. Um, at real scale models. So he said that they oh. they took care of keeping that business alive and well. So there's some, so there are some transition products. So that's good. Um,
1: so maybe yeah, maybe there's maybe there's a, an opportunity for him to jump in on that. That's so. just
0: the laser cut details and I don't know. Who knows? that's just the laser cut details and craftsman kits, not everything. So hopefully right. we'll see we'll see what happens. But anyways, let's move on. Um. Well, congratulations for retirement to those two, Walt and Mary of mm-hmm. Rusty Stumps, and uh, you know, good for you yeah, guys. I wish I could retire at my yeah, age. I mean, but, uh,
1: you know, I hate to see anybody bow out of the community, but you know, we all had to at some point. Yeah, you know,
0: again, I get, no, I get so. tired of you people eventually. I'm sure after, I'm sure after forty years of a podcast, right? On yeah. when, when we do episode number 6,340, and forty, I'll be pretty damn tired of okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty now. Yeah. <laughs> you'll have but, to um, You'll have to speak Through one of those Little like computer Things with the keyboard Because you You'll be so Your jaw won't move Fast enough to talk On the podcast At that age You'll be You'll have like One of those um yeah. Like the computers That talk for you Yeah,
2: yeah. But anyways oh, Alright let's move
0: on I'll have to go over To the retirement home To do an episode With you Yeah so, all right. so this is episode 85. 85. Wow. We're, we already said that. Wow. 85.
1: <laughs> We're well, 15 away from 100. That's awesome. We are. Yeah. Yeah. 15 away from our millennial... Uh, it's not a millennial. It's not a millennial. Is it? Centennial. It would be a century. It's a, cent- it's a centennial?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause 100 bi- years? Yeah, because bicentennial is 200. Okay, yeah. Um... Yeah, we'll have to do something really cool for hundred. I gotta come up with some ideas. Um, hmm. I was thinking, uh, I was thinking maybe we could do something where people could, like, we could do like a. This might take some work, but we could do a bunch of small interviews in a row. Yeah. And get people to just call in for five to ten minutes. Um, yeah. And kind of yeah, re- like be fun. We'll, we'll like like, something like, out. Pa- you know that. like past guests and get them all to call in and. We'll do like a round. Yeah. We'll do like a round robin thing or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, we'll I want to do something cool for a hundred. We
1: got fifteen weeks to figure it
0: out. Yeah, it'll be like Halloween time. So yeah. <coughs> oh my God.
1: Mm.
0: Ooh. Anyways, I mean, I ate some shrimp. Yeah. I ate some shrimp uh, Alfredo for dinner, and I just coughed a shrimp up. So let's All get. Right, that's really. really let's important. actually let's actually start to talk about some stuff tonight for one yeah, for let's a change. Do that. Uh, We're 11 minutes in And we haven't really Talked about shit yet So um, uh, Let's do uh, It's just us tonight Guys By the way Surprise If you haven't figured That out already We were just on here Flapping our yams And
1: uh, Our mindless Bannering Remember that one guy I wrote in about The mindless Bannering Oh my
0: uh, That was on your Live video uh, On my live
1: video
0: yeah, I was like, what the hell, are you, <laughs> what are you supposed to do? It's like a two-hour live. You're going to talk. But anyways. I was
1: doing, man. Well, I got to talk to somebody. I got to talk about something. I was talking the whole time about everything, trying to build the thing and all whole work. All right. So let's, whatever. Let's jump it's into our
0: is. patron questions before we jump into our topics. Um,
1: okay, let's do that. Let's take some questions.
0: I got them ready to roll. So... We're gonna do. do it. We're gonna do after these patron questions um, a little bit about what we've been working on. We're gonna do our tools and all the other good stuff again. So yeah, I, got I got some, some fun. I got some, I got some good music here too for you. Um,
1: Ooh! But yes, me too. Actually,
0: let's get going. Uh, again, this is our little plug. If you guys want to support our show and be one of our and join in with our patrons for. Uh, our patron questions of the week, and become part of the actual show, you go ahead on over to patreon.com forward slash hoscalecustoms or hoscalecustoms.com forward slash support. And uh, you can help us keep the lights on and keep the show running, plus get some involved with some cool people at the same time. So uh, let's jump into our patron questions of the week. Uh, Joe has a loaded one, and I'm going to just kind of brush over the question and then we'll come back around to it. I think we might have talked about it before, but I'm just going to let it roll here. Um, how about airbrushing as a topic? Do we do it? What kind of paint? Ready to spray or do you dilute? And when you use it versus brush paint. Um, so let's just kind of break well, that down. Easy we don't airbrush. Yeah. Um, I had an airbrush and I had a compressor and I thought, I thought that for the amount of work it was to set up and clean and tear down and dilute and do all this and mix, I thought it was a pain in the ass. Yes. And I could paint my whole thing by hand just as well without having a quarter of the cleanup. Just wipe, wash my brush yeah. off and I'm done. Um, yeah, so
1: I, mean, I, I see the advantages
0: of it. So I don't airbrush anymore. When I did airbrush... I used my own. I didn't use anything that was ready to spray. I used my own. I mixed my mm-hmm. own stuff. Um, right. Uh, what kind of paint? I just used to water down some acrylics. I didn't really get fancy. Um, I just yeah. didn't think that it was worth, my, worth the time and cleanup. Um, I already don't like to clean, so cleaning that was just hell for me. So I was like, eh, f- screw all this. I'm done. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. And it freed up some space because now I don't have a compressor and I don't have all these airbrush things laying around. Done with that. Right. So, And I think you can get the same effect really with with like a, a thinned down paint. Like if you have a really thick paint and you just add a little water, thin it down, make a – not a wash, but you thin down your acrylics, your thicker ones like your Folk Arts. Um, mm-hmm. Some people some people I've heard say that airbrushing kind of shows more of the details for – I guess because uh, it comes out thinner. But I don't really right. see a difference. But And I know you don't airbrush at all. So.
1: Well, I used to a long time ago. Oh, yeah. When I first got into the hobby, well, when I used to be into the hobby, not first got into the hobby, when I used to be in, into it before you were around, um, I had an airbrush. Right. And, uh, and I had, now mine back then was like, it had to compress bottles. So you bought the bottle, you hooked up the air to the bottle or to the, to the, you hooked up the, the airbrush gun to the air, to the air bottle. You can still buy them things, by the way. I saw them over at, I think they still have them at like Michael's and stuff, but you, um, and you use the compressed bottle. Well, it's the same deal. It's, it works good. It's just that. I got to spend all that time cleaning and scrubbing out the tubes and the bottles and all that crap. And meanwhile, I'm not getting anything built, you know, I'm busy scrubbing. So, um, and it worked, you know, I just didn't really feel that my, uh, my paint jobs were any better off by doing the airbrush. Now I do see the advantage of the advantage of airbrushing in some applications. Like some some weathering, um, I know it's real good for, especially for military modeler people. Um, but yeah, yeah right. I, for me, I, you know, I'm not I'm not making a tank. You know, a lot of our structures are wood, so I can do everything with a paintbrush. Yeah, you know, or, or if I want, I mean, I can even use the. I did these rails on this. We'll go talk about that in a little bit. But I did the actual rails uh, for laying track on this uh, FSM Baxter's building supply company. Yeah. And um, I had to hand lay the rail. Well, 17 and a half inches of rail. And I painted them with, um, with spray cans. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I spray like, can a uh, lot of stuff. Rattle cans. And, um, it, it, and I had a couple of people, actually more than a couple of people, commented on how nice the rails looked. I didn't use any, you know, and what I did was I used uh, red oxide by Krylon. I sprayed them that first, and then I took the black uh, flat spray paint. Both of them are flat primers, and I, and I just lightly touched the 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 button or the the sprayer, I sprayed it lightly just in spots like little short bursts and maybe eight, six, eight inches away, eight inches away. And I just touched on spots on the, along the rail, on each rail on both sides. Mm -hmm. And um, really uh, it was neat. Then then when it dried, so it was a mix of black and the um, paint. I think I used Mississippi mud by Americana, and I put, I just took a brush and lightly brushed it on to kind of tone down some of the blacks so maybe a little heavy, a little, the uh, red oxide might have been a little too strong, and toned it down with some Mississippi mud, not much, just almost like dry brushing, and then just took a, a bright boy to the top of the rail and cleaned it off And actually, it wasn't even that. It was like 600 grit sandpaper. And uh, I just ran it across the top of the rail, shined up the rail. It's ready to rock. Right. And it turned out nice. So, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody gets different effects. If you like airbrushing, it's great. I've seen some amazing stuff done with airbrushing. So I'm not going to sit here and say that it's better than brushing. The brushing is better than that. You know, I'm just saying for us, that's what we like. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. uh, Well, now we don't have to get into that. So that covers that and the rail topic. (laughs) Um, No, we'll jump right around, but yeah, so we don't use airbrushes. Um, Dan Pugach, how do you clean, especially dust uh, off your layout or diorama without Dan damaging the models? Mm. Um, So I, I shop back what I can very carefully. Um, And actually, you know what? I didn't think about this. I have that, Shop Vac set from when I used to do car detailing. Um, of all those. What? When I used to do car detailing, I had that Shop Vac yeah. set of nozzles. Um, and we could yeah. actually use that on the layout because it's got like micro brushes and very small, very funneled, like tiny pen sized uh, oh, Shop Vac. that's
1: a good idea.
0: Shop Vac. Um, I'm going to see if I can find that link on Amazon and I'm going to share that with everyone because I, I think it was like 12 bucks and you got a whole pack of reducers and very tiny shop vac um vacuum uh nozzles that were real small like yeah i have a whole container of it and they're meant for like for people that don't know what they are about half of them were with little tiny brush heads and the other half were like really small pen sized or smaller like coffee stir not maybe not coffee stir size but straw size um shop vac nozzles and they were meant for like cleaning out the little cracks in your dashboard and your vents mm-hmm. in your car and all that kind of stuff. So that would work perfect on the layout.
1: Oh yeah. Now so, does it hook up to a regular shop vac?
0: Yeah, it's got a reducer that goes from that hard tube size all the way down to the huh. micro size.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm gonna link to it.
1: Well, I know that I know so, that MicroMark has I'll, a small vacuum. Go ahead.
0: Well, I know, but if you have a shop vac, this is 12 bucks.
1: Well, yeah, I get, I get that.
0: Yeah, good point. I know MicroMark has stuff, but I always think that anytime the MicroMark name, or and I love their stuff, but anytime anything's modeling related, it's always five times more than it should cost. Do you, <laughs> yeah, am I wrong?
1: You go, I think it was Dave Kuzwick, and we were talking about this very subject. And I think you can get, like, go to like a, uh, a computer store. Oh. pair computers and things like that yeah. and they have the small miniature vacuums as well um,
0: so the other thing that I do is excuse me a second the other thing that I do is is um, sorry I sneezed is um, uh, I have a set of paint brushes that I use strictly for dusting
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, I went to Lowe's and I have a few down here. I was using them when I was working on the the water on that corner. I had right. sh- sh- shared pictures of. I'll take a paintbrush and um, dust it really lightly with like a two inch wide, just a cheap whatever, like the Blue Hawk, the Blue Hawk brand at L- Lowe's. They're like a dollar ninety nine. They're, like 99. they're cheap ass paintbrushes they have, and I just use those to yeah. dust out corners of the layout where I'm getting ready to work again. Um, obviously, you can't dust out like. Scenery like grass or anything, but if you're getting if you want to just brush some dust away without blowing on it and spreading all over the layout or whatever, I just use that almost like a little mini broom on where I'm working. Mm -hmm. And then I'll take a a piece of paper or an old box or something like a dustpan and just brush it off the edge of the layout. Um, That's another thing I use to clean it, Uh, but around structures and stuff without breaking models, I mean, I, I would I'm gonna try to use these little shop vac things now.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to use some small mini-vacuum. And then we can also vacuum, you know, where I do see dust build is on the rooftops,
0: uh-huh. obviously. Uh-huh.
1: But, you know, we were talking when well, we went up to, to uh, visit George Celius and, and, and uh, toward the... Uh, yeah, didn't you say how he,
0: he told you how he cleaned them?
1: He said he doesn't.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, but he also... He told remember... me he
1: hasn't, he's never vacuumed it. He's not vacuumed it up. Remember yeah, he dust
0: al- it. Remember he also uh said that um he he's like I don't
1: That's how he cleaned it. Yeah. He said he really had it.
0: But he also has no humidifying or dehumidifying or any climate control up there and he's yeah. and he's never had a he's never had anything warp or pop or fall apart or and he's never had any he's never had any boards or, or buildings pop like a corner pop on something. It's just not yeah. <laughs> that's just like the model building gods looking down over his layout. Like there, oh, there's there's yeah. there's hockey gods. We damage there's hockey gods we that there's hockey gods that like will make a puck bounce off the post just the right way for a goalie. Well there's modeling <laughs> gods that shield they put a shroud, a dust shroud over George Celios' <laughs> layout. And uh, a humidity shroud. It just goes right over top of it. Yeah. But,
1: uh... Yeah, the modeling guys, man, had that protected. And, and um... Every night they go know,
0: in it, there and they clean it up.
1: Uh, dude, and as we were talking about it, the sweat was dripping off my <laughs> forehead like a ripple, you know? I felt, I felt like a 600-pound man with, the, you know, the sweat just poured off my
0: face, you know? I think, um... It was so hot up there. I think. But um, I think we have the opposite problem down here, where uh, if I don't run that dehumidifier, it would be it would be uh, like a swamp down here. All the boards would be warped because the moisture in my oh, basement. Yeah. But um,
1: yeah, we have we'd have green mildew, green mold have, hanging on to the side of buildings. I we even have we to didn't have to weather steam. it. We, we could to,
0: just. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't even have to use scenery products.
0: <laughs> no, but you know we uh, we also have the. Um, we also have the in the winter when it's like 10 degrees outside and you're down here in the basement and sometimes you can see your breath while you're working.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh but I usually pop it. Oh a yeah, yeah. It's
1: so it's so cold down here in the winter. Well, oh no, it's
0: not too bad cuz if I know you're coming over, I can I've been popping the heater on more. Yeah, um, I know. I know. If I if I know you're coming over like an hour or two beforehand, I'll go down and throw the the basement heater on and uh it's fine. Right. Then it's in the 60s. Yeah. So
1: yeah, and once we get it set, once we get it warmed up a little bit,
0: it's fine. It's always the but anyways, way, always yeah, it, the
1: vacuuming um, it is something we're gonna have to look at.
0: I I I think the shop vac, I think those shop vac tools would probably work pretty good, and
1: um, as long as you have them, and we can work them. Even for a roof,
0: it. even for a rooftop, they'd be good because there's some really small, fine brush vacuum heads on there, yeah. and you could just yeah. use those very lightly on your rooftops and just kind of. Brush the yep. dust into the shop vac nozzle. So,
1: I mean, if you're real careful, you can use like a, a bushy, thin bushy. Well, not thin, but a paintbrush. Just yeah, Oh, like a
0: more wisp, it. like a wispier one.
1: And then you know, it, you know you what would you work have good? Like a wet, moist mouth. You can always blow on it and blow the dust off. You
0: know, it would be a. You know, yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not like, you know, like an old person spitting all over it when you blow. Or like when a kid blows out birthday candles and it's like, there's spit all over. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. it's the saliva face. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh. it's like when you're at a when you're at a two year old's birthday party and they spit all over the cake and then they cut the cake up to feed it and you're like, oh, didn't they Would just? Like didn't they just didn't, they just? didn't they just spit that, all over that, it to put that things. candle out? <laughs> I'm good. I'll eat the ice cream. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: I I saw that kid chewing on some other stuff before he had the cake, and just, uh, I'll pass. Oh, Oh, man. That's why I don't eat cake. That's why I don't like cake. It's another reason I don't like cake. uh, There you go. Anyways, all right. So, uh, next question. This one is from Lynn McCurdy. Lynn. He saw this question on another site. What do you do with – this is good. What to do with layouts after a few years when guests complain that it's the same old thing um, or hmm. when they get stagnant? So I don't know. I've not experienced.
1: Well, yeah, we haven't even completed ours, so we, we have never had.
0: I haven't experienced today. that yet, but – okay, here's two options, and I'm just going to spitball what – I think we would do if we never, exp- like if I don't get another house and we're limited with the size, um, mm-hmm. I would, if it was completed for a year or two, I probably wouldn't even let it be completed for a year or two. By the time I finish it, there's going to be stuff I want to change mm-hmm. uh, later. And now that we're getting on. How long- many
1: times have we ripped the stuff apart now?
0: We could have been done if we didn't rip it out.
1: Shit, you ripped out new stuff this week.
0: Yep, uh, yeah, kind of. I, and I built, I built it back up. Yeah, um, we'll get to that though. But um, well, what I would do is just pick little areas that were probably not modeled the best, because you know, as you as you model, you learn. And I would imagine even someone like George or anyone, um, they see things that were older or they didn't do as well, but they want to go back to it. And by the time they finish this project, they can swing back around. And do that. That's what I would do. I would always be kind of editing little things. Um,
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I think we're going to get to that point where we will run out of space. I think I bet... It will be to the point where we're just detailing.
0: Now that we're... Well, now that I'm on a roll here and I started getting going downstairs um, with actual actual layout work, um, I would imagine in the next year we're going to have this thing pretty filled. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to have it filled. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Without doubt. But it still won't be done. I don't think it'll ever be done. Um, no,
1: it won't be done.
0: I don't think I can add anymore. And here's
1: the thing. As we, as we do it, we get better. And here's another thing that we have to think about, Lynn. As we build, and I've seen it with your structures as well as everybody else's, from you to Jason Jensen and everybody else, From you know, I see where everybody started. We all do. You know the powers of Facebook and Instagram and everything else. When we post our yeah, go look at
0: my first Instagram photo on our H O Scale Customs page. It's like it's awful,
1: uh, right? And and you know, so we first start getting working with it, and then you know we start doing these structures, and then next thing you know, you're you're getting good at it. You know, because I've seen just this week I saw a station that you were building, and it looks it looks really nice. I'm not building as an example. You mean? You know, everybody's modeling Me or better and better. No, Lynn. Okay, okay. Okay, so everybody's modeling is going to get better and better. And so as we get to that point where we're wrapping up our, our, our layout, sure, probably the second half of the layout is going to be much better than everything you've done on the first half of that layout. So as you keep modeling and you get to that point where you wrap up, let's say in our case, where we wrap up. What space we have left I'll be able to look at that And I know I'm going to go Hey, some of those earlier structures they were nice But now I could put something in there a lot nicer You know And I'll probably build something again To fit that footprint Take that piece out Maybe sell it And jazz up another section Or, you know, fix a section I mean, that's 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 the part of this hobby it it doesn't have to end, right? It work can end if you're really happy with it. You want to just have it to look at, and it, you, you know. You put your time into it and and whatever, and you want to just work with the, you know, running the trains and having people look at it. That's great, you know. But you know, it, it's something you could probably always change and work with.
0: So I'm going back. Oh my god. I'm going back through uh, my first posts on Instagram mm-hmm. for the HO Scale Customs yeah. Instagram page. My very first one is that damn Big Joe Gulch general store. Oh, my God. And yeah. uh, I made it with those popsicle sticks. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you still have that on the shelf. I won't get rid of it, ever. Yeah, was um, the
1: first kit, man. It's what? It was not even a kit. That was a scratch build. It was a
0: scratch build, yeah. Yeah. With popsicle sticks, but anyways, yeah. and then you scroll up and there's the uh, RDA, um, not R, not R E A, R D um, A, yeah. Iron Forge, which I, I think I did good in the beginning for just getting back into it, but um, I didn't like it, so I tore it all apart and now it's in a, now it's back into pieces in a box, but that is a giant mon- monstrous stone structure I got to redo. Um, yeah, but. Th- but you know, that thing, that thing's gonna look kick ass when I redo it. Yeah. By the way, um, oh yeah. My plan with that is to hand paint like literally every stone. I'm gonna hand paint them one by one. Right. Um, but anyways, yeah. I'm just if you guys want to see where we kind of came from, there's some stuff on there from both of us that we look back at like, ooh, that's a little sketchy. Fine. I don't like that. But you know, we learned. Uh, on there, you can actually see our uh, old layout in a couple spots, like. When we, were creaking, when we yeah. started making those hills with the cardboard strips and the newspaper. Right. But there's a bunch on there.
1: And, and here's here's the thing. I mean, uh, to answer Lynn's question and finalize it up here is, yeah, I mean, it's going to be – it's like anything else in Model River. It's whatever we want to make it to wrap it up.
0: Yeah, 100%. Do we want it to
1: stop? Do we want to keep modeling? Do we want to change this or that? It's our layout, so we can do whatever we want. Do you want to add a section? It could come down to just a scene where you change out the people and the vehicles and make, you know, just as an example, um, any layout always has their little scenes and stuff. And you could change all that up. And then your visitors that come see it can go, oh, that's a little different there than you did on this corner. You know, you don't necessarily have to change out the entire structure or anything else. You can change out the details of it.
0: Oh, man, that... There's some pictures on here. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm 100% with you. A constant evolution of changes is is awesome. Um, oh yeah. But I'm looking at this old photos on here, and there's one of you. There's one of you where it's a black and white picture in the basement of you mm-hmm. working when it was still pushed up against the wall. Oh my! Remember that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Holy cow!
0: And you're you're sprinkling ground foam down.
1: Oh, my word. That is crazy. I remember
0: that. That is crazy. All right. Anyways, scroll back through there for a walk down memory lane tonight, Dad. But, um, all right. Let's go to the next question. That was a good one, Lynn. Um, wow. We got three more. Um, what to do about sunlight fading your scenery? Mm. Um, I don't really. I'm not really sure how to... I'm not sure. Um,
1: well, the o our post, one of the posts that was asked, and then Dan came up with... Um, Dan Pugas came up with some ideas on that. Yeah, um, we're going to have
0: to but, dig for that okay. answer. I'm going to come back to that one, Lynn. Okay. Um, that was another one for Lynn. We're going to have to look through some older... I remember an answer about that one, too. Yeah. Um, So let's... About
1: the sun fading Yeah.
0: I remember us talking about this. Here's
1: an idea. Here's an idea that I think. How about, let's not put our stuff in front of the window.
0: Okay. Well, does he mean that or does he mean adding sun fading to color, like, like, the buildings?
1: How do you... I thought it was, how do you prevent the sun from fading out? Maybe that's what he meant. Either way, it could be read either way. The shampoo guy said to use. Uh, put the mini blinds oh, up oh you know what you up, could do I got an covering.
0: idea I do this at work um, so I have an office window that gets a really harsh afternoon sun and I made mm-hmm. I made a um, or I'm sorry I didn't I can't take credit for this the person that was in that office before us made um, they went to Michael's and they bought black cardboard um, like poster board they bought, yeah. they bought enough to make a Piece that fits into the window perfectly, and they took two dowel rods and made an X on the back of it like an easel. And what they do is they just pop that thing into the window and in on the inside. So that way, if you have blinds or curtains on the outside, it doesn't from the outside of your house, it doesn't look weird. But um, they pop that thing in there, man, and it blacks out that whole window. And then um, if you're really trying to really darken that and cut that sunlight out completely, that would work to create like a right filter Or
1: if you rely on the sunlight.
0: Well, no, but or, this is removable. Like a little sunlight. This is removable. Oh, okay. That's why I just yeah, said it's yeah, on dowel. Da- it's on dowel rods, so you can just slide it in when you don't want it up all the time. And then, if you use your natural light to, if you want some natural light in there while you're working, you can just pop the thing out of mm-hmm. the window and set it aside, and then pop it in when you're done. Oh, that's really nice. So we use them to uh, brighten the projector because sometimes the afternoon is too bright in our office. And that you can't see the projector, so we'll pop those in. But um,
1: well, I agree yeah. with Dan Pugash's solution as well. So that you can buy blinds that they still they cut the heavy sunlight out when they're closed, but it light still filters through them, and it still makes them bright. I mm. have some in my house, and uh, they're actually nice in the daytime. They're they're room you know at night they're they do the job of filtering from the outside, from the inside out. So you don't, you do you won't see through them. But um, but what it does is it doesn't. When you turn the blind, it doesn't block all the sunlight out. It still keeps sun. It still has light filters through. It's just not that damaging UV stuff that's fading out your your box cars and your you know your your plastic a lot. It'll really do a job on plastic paper. Um, you know, paper rooftops, that type of thing. It'll fade that stuff out. So, um, if you put these blinds on, you probably won't have that because you're not getting that same, that same light filter through. drill. Right. So, uh, but you still retain some sunlight, which is good. But anyhow, good all question. Right. That's a good question. That was a
0: good one too. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. These are all good questions. This next one's really good too. From Silverado Northern. Um it's for you and I both. Uh we are both currently building an old, long out of production kit. Does working on these vintage kits change your approach to modeling in any way? Yes. What about you? And then I'll then I'll elaborate.
1: You got me on the phone here. So so throw throw can you shorten that up and what, what what was what was it exactly?
0: on the Northern. He said Both of us are currently working on long, out-of-production old kits. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the question. That was the, he was building up to the question. That's correct. Does working on a vintage kit change your approach to modeling in any way?
2: Okay. And I think
1: it does. Well, yeah, that was going to be kind of our main topic tonight.
0: Um, So, actually, let's put that one on hold, and we'll switch over to that. Yeah. In a minute. That's, that's
1: precisely what I want to talk about today.
0: Alright, so we're gonna put his on hold. We're gonna jump over to the last one. Um, Jake Johnson, bricks and painting bricks. Um bricks are made for models from plaster, plastic, and wood. Are you painting them all with the same techniques or are you painting them with the same types of paint? Um mm. I've had some. Uh... Okay. So, I use the same paints on all of my buildings. Um, mm-hmm. Whether they're plaster, wood, or plastic. Um, right. So, yes, I always use the same paints, acrylics. And then for yeah. the mortar, yeah. I actually tried a new technique, which I'm not. Uh... I want to do a YouTube video on this, and I don't want to spill the beans on how I did it. Um, uh uh-huh. So I'm gonna hold on that, but I have a new mortar—well, new to me—mortar technique that worked pretty good. Uh, it's probably I not.
1: I did one it, last night. You saw the you saw the picture of it. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: probably not new in any way to everyone else. It's probably everyone probably knows this, but I'm gonna do a YouTube video mm-hmm. on it, and I just want to save that technique before I I don't wanna I'm gonna hold on to that one. So um, okay. I, I use the same paints. I use the same techniques for pretty much any material. Um, the only difference is I might not primer wood. But I'll primer the other. Right. I'll primer the other two. Right. So, what about you?
1: Well, here's the thing. Um, on when it comes to brick, that's on hydrocal, hydrocal, um, the, the castings. The other ones that are castings, um, I tend to primer them first with a flat. That red oxide. Right. Uh, the one I was telling you about, the uh, Krylon red yep, yep. I like to do that because otherwise, if you're using acrylics and you put them on, it, it tends to soak them. It, it, it tends to absorb into the the plaster. Right. And it'll fade a little bit. You won't get the same. I don't think you get the same tone. Okay, in, in, until, you, until you at least primer them with the... Uh, and I like the primer with the red oxide because it gives you that brick color. Now, that's not what I want as my final brick color, mm-hmm. necessarily, on everything. Then, once that dries and I give it... And when we say dry, when you spray or paint anything, you should give it a full 24 hours to at least to cure. And you'll run into this situation where... You won't have to worry about, you know, when you go to put mortar in or anything else, it turning pink and the color's running because you allow your paint to cure. But um, as for the, as for the, I use the the Krylon on the, on the, uh, on the plaster castings.
2: Mm -hmm. There's some
1: amazing plaster castings out there, by the way. Right. And, um, you know, we spray it with that, let it dry, and then I start. And I did this before on one of my... Uh, I did an article on that. It's on our website. And it's about, you know, painting brick and how I went through different shades. And, and I actually did um, uh, give credit. That wasn't my idea. It was a Doug Fiscali idea off his blog. But what we did was we, we took the um, different... like seven or eight different shades... Of brick colors, oranges, even pink, and I've individually painted some bricks in oh, random. Yeah. Yep, and used a burnt umber, not a black, because you don't want to use black. you know, says all the bla- what about some black bricks? Well, they're not black. Don't use real black. It's too black. So use a burnt umber um, along that line. Something you know, dark dark brown. It'll make it look black. Trust me. And um, you know, and start filling in some bricks, and then. And then put your, um, I try and mix it up. I mean, and then once I do that, then I put some chalk dust on or, you know, uh, not chalk dust. I hate saying chalk dust, uh, pastel um, pigments, you know, from the ground pastel pigments and the powder. And I'll put the pigment powder on and uh, like some brown, some uh, brick color, but lightly and just kind of swirl it in. And then once it's swirled in. You want to brush it out with a real soft, big, soft bristle brush, very soft bristle. And um, brush it out almost like the dust that you're brushing it back out again. And what it does is it fades it out, but it keep, it, it, it dulls down some of the pinks and the oranges, and it makes them look like natural bricks, you know, uh, which is cool, different colored natural bricks. And then you want to put that mortar in, you know. So every time it depends on what I want. If I want, um, if I want to add a lot of different colors to it, I will. If I sometimes I just like a regular all brick color. Right. Maybe put one or two different random colors in. Nothing, nothing really overly brilliant. Um, it depends what color brick you want too. So and with the Which array a whole, of
0: colors, well, you could do a whole episode on just. The yeah. col- the colors of bricks because even red brick mm-hmm. isn't even just you can do different types of red brick like it's uh-huh. there's very crazy color combinations which actually yeah. uh, I didn't want to cut in on you so I'll I'll let you finish but right. um I think that's something we need to do more of is um not red brick buildings but like grays and um like, like those white brick. like the whitish tan bricks yeah. Yeah, Because yeah. the blue slipper tavern I did was uh, a tannish colored mm-hmm. brick. But um, yeah. I think whenever I see something brick, I automatically, even with chimneys, I always automatically like, yeah. default. <laughs> I always default.
1: I do the same thing. I think a rent. lot of people do. Well, yeah, but we think We all about go to it. that. I,
0: you know, I, if you're in town, I'm mm-hmm. just going to think like, okay, you're driving through Carlisle or Mechanicsburg. Yeah. There's chimneys that are those beige and like – the brownish color bricks and green or they're painted like yeah, sometimes painted. a lot of times the brick the bricks were painted to match the siding of a building
1: yeah um yeah
0: so you you'll see chimneys that I are see
1: a lot of old buildings that way yeah
0: so uh, why why default to just this is a whole new like top, subtopic here but we default yeah. to red brick why don't we think about painting them to match the color of the building sometimes because a lot of people did that um
1: Right, or change you know change things up a little bit. You hmm. can't have everything red brick.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Good question. That's a, That's a real good question. That, and there's a lot of options to it. And, and here's the thing. Opened up with a whole new thing. With the acrylics that are out there and craft and craft acrylics and all the different brands that are out there, and all the different shades. There's no reason why you can't mix it up and come well, up with something.
0: And what's really cool about brick is, oh, this is this is spiraling out of control now because with what's neat about a brick A brick is even if the brick was made from the same factory, Mm -hmm. every batch of material that that company is using to make the bricks, maybe not so much, maybe not as much today in a modern world because there a lot of them are dyes and they're starting to do more computer controlled manufacturing for even even construction materials are very, very automated now. But, you know. Mm -hmm mid-century early 1900s all the way up through the 80s depending on what you know that company is using for materials and they're mixing and they're adding this and that and where they got where they got their batch of whatever to mix in with these bricks um to make their bricks uh each batch or like um from month to month or year to year they might be a little bit different red or uh yeah. you know it so that's pretty neat to kind of mix your own colors and just do maybe add a little bit of brown to your brick your brick red apple barrel don't just use straight brick red add a little black like yeah. a little like a little drop of black or a little drop of brown um or put yeah. in put in a couple of different colors and make a make a unique brick color because i i would guarantee you if you're especially if you're doing mid to early 19th century or an eight, i mean 20th century mm-hmm. um I guarantee you the brick factories were never cons- they weren't always 100% consistent just because of the supply of materials coming in that were just a little different each time, you know?
1: Yeah, oh sure, absolutely.
0: So and um, yeah, you, it
1: depends on where they're getting their brick material from.
0: Yeah, you're dealing and, with a natural resource and if they had to switch right. to a different region like or even as they're even as they're getting these these materials in for them I guarantee you Uh uh, they're all different. So, from batch to batch.
1: Clay is different in different regions. Clay is different in the same regions.
0: Well, that's what I meant. You might hit a vein. They might even be coming from the same area, like the same town, but the vein of clay from one spot to another changed color Uh, just a little bit. So, there's a variation there.
1: So, for Jay's question, you know, really it comes down to yes. You want to vary it up. You want to make it different. You want to, I don't want to make my brick the same. Uh, you, you're right. You touched on the fact that a lot of our brick does look a lot like we all go to that brick color.
0: I always okay? do, and I'm now, guilty of it. And, I default to it now.
1: Yeah, and we, I think everybody kind of does that. There's the thing is I try and catch myself, though, lately to at least make it look more faded, add more... Uh, if, if not so much the color changes, although I tend to put a lot of different colors into my brick now anymore uh, Since I've done it the last couple the last couple of mo- models in particular um, But not only the brick, add more mortar You know, and it doesn't have to be perfect if That mortar can be sloppy and have some of the mortar come out onto the brick Cover a couple pieces of brick mortar You know, because there were some there were some shitty mortar jobs out there. Yeah, there were man. I mean, we've seen it on buildings many times. Or you see where one building was taken down on one wall. That's a neat thing too, because you can do three walls with decent looking brick, and then the one wall has decent looking brick, but make it look like a a building got torn off on the one side. Yeah. And
0: yeah, uh, because then you'll see two— Then you'll see
1: that sloppy crap all over it. The, uh, not, I, I
0: use the spackle not always that sometimes yeah. you'll see the spackle and sometimes you'll see where um, like if it wasn't necessarily uh, a mortar or a spackle in between the two buildings and it was just brick on brick or wood on the other side what you'll have yeah. what you'll have is um, the one that the, like where the wall was covered the brick won't, wasn't exposed to the elements for 90 or 80 years and then you'll have the brick that was uh, outside, you know, faced the weather that wasn't covered by oh. that other structure that was what that was sitting there getting rained on and snowed on and weathered for 50, 60, 70 years or longer, 100 yeah. years. So then you'll actually have two colors of brick because you'll have one brick that was like kind of shielded from everything for 100 years. And then this other, the brick that was around that, getting beat up so you'll have the same brick it's the same brick but one was just preserved for a hundred years because there's a building right next to it so kind of uh, what you know what how would you do that what you could do is um hmm i'm trying to think how you could do that you could either cut like um a piece of cardstock like cardboard Mm -hmm. in the would be the outline of a building that was next to it and hold it against that wall and weather the whole way around it with some chalks. Right? Yep. I was thinking painter's tape, but that might peel the paint off of a uh, plastic. It might, yeah. Not it wouldn't peel the paint off of a wood model. No. But it would it might peel the paint off of a plastic or a cast wall. Um, yeah. but a piece of cardboard has like a stencil, like a silhouette for the old the old building, the old wall, and then weather around it, that'd be really cool. Oh yeah. Then when, oh, you re- then when you remove it, you have this you have this almost like virgin brick next to this old weathered hundred year old beaten tar brick. Yeah. So anyways. That's a good idea.
1: Wow, we went off on a tangent with the brick.
0: That was so pretty cool. cool. I that was I that was a sure. good question, Jake. So um let's actually that's actually, the end of our patron. Sure, that's the end of our patron questions. So let's jump okay. into um our topics. I don't wanna drone on too long about our what we're working on right now but um because we kind of already hinted a lot about what you're working on and what we want to talk about so let's get back into um silverado northern's question where um which is kind of what you wanted to talk about but how has working on this older out of production kit from uh, franklin south manchester i'm sorry fine scale miniatures um how has that changed your outlook on working on even modern day kits that are in production still
1: well, um, here's 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 what I found. Sorry, so I sneezed. In particular, first of all, it, we all we all talk about FSM kits and how much they cost now and how much, you know, and and they are expensive, okay. But you're getting a lot out of it, okay. Um, what I'm what I'm learning out of this is, um, it's it is not your normal construction um, there is some laser cut well, wood it's Don't not normal there's not it, a lot of it though.
0: it's not normal in the sense that of what we have today
1: right right the laser cut walls are nice they they're, they're, they're like what we have today the mm-hmm. ones that I got okay but there's not many of them a lot of the ones with this kit this is Baxter's building supply and, and a lot of the a lot of the construction, is what you and I were talking about framing, framing work. I just did a framed wall right now, my first framed wall. I'm, I'm actually on the structure kit. Yeah, this is this is really actually pretty cool. Um, there's a, and there's a couple of topics here, but but um, I just did a framing job of the wall. Okay, just like you would with a normal house. This is a barn or shed, they call it big shed, the you know, train you can drive into. But it's a it's a um, you know, it's, it's a framing job, just like a regular contractor would do. And we're miniature contractors. So, um, but it's going to have board-by-board construction over top of the framework. Okay? Even around the window frame, which is framed out. And then I can drop a window and they have metal cast windows that are going to fit in there. It's, it is impressive. It's a different style of modeling in that respect. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be some laser-cut walls as well but you know that's neat because it's you know and i haven't done a lot of framework building right so this is neat it's kind of it's kind of a learning process for me but it's a lot of fun there's amazing templates and everything else and it's you know what that's another thing that i'm seeing with these kits not that other kids don't have amazing directions. We've talked about many model companies that are out there. We've had guests on that have made some amazing directions for their kids. Mm-hmm. We have. Uh, we've had a guest on that writes directions for other people. Directions are awesome. They're, those are awesome too. And there's no. I'm not putting these above this. This is a little different though, as this was like four major pamphlets front and back, like a folding map, like a like a roadmap used to be where you have to fold it out and it's all directions with photos and, you know, um, example, you know, example drawings. And then it has a stack of maybe 15, 20 cards that are, you know, um, probably 11 inches by eight inches and they're all templates Wow, and they're two scale templates.
0: Are they on mm-hmm. like an index card type thing?
1: It's a, it's like a heavier card stock, but it's a it's a probably eight inches. Not eight inches. That's all I'll tell you exactly. Um, it's six inches by eleven inches. Okay. Okay. And and there's a stack up, and they're highly detailed, and they're very very well explained, um, and the you know so. This is a whole new thing. Some of our stuff is on some of these. There's another stack of cards that are made out of, like, chipboard, and they have it printed on the chipboard. Oh, wow. A lot of the pieces, and they're actual pieces I'm going to use, roof cards and everything else, and we've all run into that with other kits. But some of this is, like, stairs and things that you'll cut out of the chipboard, and uh, it's, it's really, really something. And every, every part of this kit, this is neat with this old kit, and it might just be a Franklin South Beach. I'm sorry, I did it now too, an FSM it, thing. It, it's easy In to Georgia's interchange just an amazing those two. writer, huh?
0: It's easy to interchange those two, by the way.
1: Yes, it, but here's here's the thing, George George wrote these, and I'm telling you, well, there's a hundred and there's a hundred and fifty six steps to this kit. I'm on step number twenty five right now, okay, but. Of these, um, these steps, every step has sub-steps. So it's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way through, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it makes It's all part of one step. Well, these are these are filled with hints and tips and things that, that I've not – some of it we've done. Some of it we haven't, you know, but there's so all kinds of tips on how he built it. And um, it's it's very, it's fascinating. Is—is the, one of the things that's big with these out-of-production kits like this is, um, is this Silverado Northern, was this question? Yes. Okay. Well, the neat thing about this from here is it's not just a building. It's five buildings. Okay. And it's got, it's got, I had hand laid track, which you'll see the photos of. I put I figured if I'm going to do this, I've never hand laid track before. It was so fun, and it's all perfect. I mean, the templates to do it made it perfect, but you know, I took my time with it, and it looks it looked awesome. The train car runs on it without any clickety clack. It's perfect. Okay, awesome. Um, It's 17 inches of track. It goes across your diorama built on the. 14 by um, 21 inch by 14 inch piece of gator board is what I put on. Okay. But it's got scenery all around it, different levels of scenery. I, I've started this kit. He has you before you're even doing buildings, you're doing the scenery work, Hmm. you know, of the, of the, you know, the, the levels and the elevations you're, you're building that first before you build the kit, right. Before you build the structures. It, it, that's a different concept for me. And um, it's one I really like. I'd like to see more of this kind of stuff come out from some of these kit manufacturers um, to put something out like this because it makes it a really cool project. I would not ma- mind paying the extra money for a kit like this that has all of this. Now, don't get me wrong. We, we know that they're out there. We know that uh, Doug has this. You know the uh, limited run kit that he runs. Uh, we had him on a two, two weeks ago, and we talked about that. Yeah, um, and he—it's the same concept where he build. You build the structure with the. You know, you can build a whole train and the whole works. Right, it right. You it's done. Yeah, and but it, we, this could be done with even smaller, newer kits. You right, know, single structure buildings.
0: So here's a challenge to everyone. Um, I don't want to see or I do want to see, let me say I I want to see if anyone has a, uh, a kit with a picture on the box where the structure doesn't have any scenery around it because I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, mm-hmm. And what I want to do now is kind of maybe chop I'm going to challenge all the kit manufacturers. They've all been on sure. our show. Most of them have been on our show. It would be really cool to have... Um, th- I mean, there's 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 some added work to this. So I understand it, you're not going to do it on every single kit. But mm-hmm. um, it would be really cool to have a little part of your instructions or an additional part of your instructions, um, like maybe a separate booklet, explaining how you built the scene. Uh, and I know some of them have other people write instructions for them. I totally get it, because uh, some people are just better at writing instructions. So... Um, it would be neat every now and then to get a kit that wasn't a limited release like dogs that wasn't something like the FSM kits. That wasn't something like my builders and scale kit. That's just a special build for either for us. But you mm. know, you spend $50 on, um, I don't know. Uh, you get a regular FOS or you get a craftsman kit from, uh, CCK or, um, Any of them, you know, you get uh, any of the kits, doesn't matter. Uh, And explain how you built the scenery around it. Now, obviously, you're not having to provide all that stuff, but put a little thing in there about how you can build it with a diorama or how you can add that uh, little touch of scenery around it and not just explain how to build the building. That'd be cool to see in, in kits now. Yeah. Do you agree with me? Yeah, like, oh, absolutely! It would I think be, it'd
1: be a great idea.
0: It would be really neat to to get a kit in the you know, and when you open it, there's the complete instructions there on how to build it, with the actual scenery that goes around it. Um, yeah. It would just be a neat, it'd be a neat thing to get. And obviously, like I said, there's a ton more work now involved with that. So. Um, I'm not expecting every kit manufacturer to go out and do that, but every now and then it'd be, no, neat. It'd be no. neat to throw that and in you on... You
1: didn't have to supply the scenery material. Either. No, I didn't
0: say that. I didn't say that. I totally get that completely. but a suggestion. But just say like, hey, if you want to know how I built the small scene that went around that, here's how I mm-hmm. did it, and this is how you can do it. Uh, here's what you'll need. Obviously, I'm not providing it, but here's a list of things you'll need to get that done. Um, but here's how I built that. Um, because I think, I think that might, I think that's like the last step that's left. Um, when you build one of those buildings, because what you do is what, what I do is I see the photo of the kit on the website or on the box and I go, Mm -hmm. Oh, that looks awesome. I want to build that. And then, uh, you know, I, you build it, you put, you add a foundation on it because, they don't always come with foundations. I think they're all starting to add some foundations. <laughs> now, maybe now that we've right. been talking about it a whole bunch. But you put the foundation on it and if you didn't have a foundation already. And you do what you can to it. But then it's now you have this building. It's sitting on your ZACTO board, your grid. Um, mm-hmm. And when you're done, I mean, it looks really badass. It looks cool that you finished it and you weathered it and you did all your stuff to it. But the thing that's missing from it is how do I get it To look like the picture on the box, and if the instructions explain that, now I could go to the next step and build it either on my layout or in a diorama um, that way. So right, and obviously
1: right, or not maybe not exactly that way. No, but but something a variation of it. Explain. I've seen that done with bar milk kits
0: yeah, I In mean explain how explain how you did the if it's got a little mm-hmm. a little lumber lumber yard off the side. Explain how you built mm-hmm. the lumber yard. Because now if you built this kit, you probably have some scrap lumber laying around. Explain how right. you can add a cool lumber yard to the side of it or whatever it is. So yeah. anyways, that my rant is over. I'm gonna get into what I I'm, work, I'm working on right now and then um, we're gonna yeah, call this episode a wrap. So okay. um I am actually on the layout now. So I built the uh, well I'm still working on Sassin. I got six million little casting parts to paint for Sassin Vinegar works. So I'm gonna be painting them to yeah. 40. But um <laughs> anyways the uh, um so yeah in addition to working the Sassin I also put out that poll the other week of which kit you guys wanted me to build next. And it was between the Bar Mills um, Captain Jack's Boat and Bait House and the Atlantic Scale Modelers um, Dog Bar Lighthouse. Well, Dog Bar Lighthouse won by about 66% to 33%-ish. It was two-thirds to one-third vote. Um, lots of votes. Mm-hmm. We had like 109 votes or something on that. So uh, I ended up building Atlantic Scale Modelers Dog Bar Lighthouse. The photos are already on our Facebook page for it. I believe I have them on there. Um if not, I'll put them up this weekend. But, um so we built that. Uh, and then when I built that, I also made sure to put it onto the layout. And um, I actually started working on that whole corner. So now I put I put a fresh coat of Mod Podge down. Because the old Mod Podge and the new Mod Podge looks way different. So I freshened it up, cleaned it off, put a new layer down so it's new, nice and shiny. I'm ready to put down the... Um, the gel gloss medium for some waves and um it's it's on the layout now it's on the corner i also did some scenery work around there um built some new rocks in like my dad said i tore out a section uh wasn't happy with it uh right around the old oyster house dad tore that section Mm -hmm. out and i put some more put some more rocks in i didn't send you a photo of the new rocks um but I put, I originally was going to scrap the whole oyster house and move it down farther. Uh, right. but I decided to put it back in that corner cause it's the only place it's supposed to be. It belongs there. Um, right. But, uh, that building just belongs on that corner. You know, when you see a building and you're like, yeah, that's the spot for it. That's where that thing goes. Yep. Um, so I have, yeah. the, I have dog bar lighthouse right beside that, that building. And, uh, it was a fun little build. I enjoyed it. There's actually an LED that goes with it um, mm-hmm. that you can wire up, and it has a little red let red blinking beacon up at the top. So uh, right. I'm going to I have it. I don't have the roof glued down. I don't have it glued down. I, I drilled the holes through the decking. Nothing is glued down permanently on there yet because I want to run the wiring for that and get that set up. Yeah. But that is that was an awesome, fun little build. It took me, what, two evenings to do it. Um, I'm not going to weather it very hard cause I want it to look nice. I want it to be, un- it
1: looks sweet and it's up on those stilts on and you build it right in the side of the rock work. Yeah. I the, built all the, the uh, all the stilts waterfront.
0: are, all the stilts are different lengths. So they're, they're all on the rocks yeah. at different lengths. And, um, the one thing I did do to cover up the stilts that don't quite, you know, if you don't cut them to match the rock completely and there's a little edge where it's kind of sticking up and you can see some light through it. Um, mm-hmm I'm sure I'm not the only person that's had that problem. Uh, what I did was I got some grass tufts and I glued it around the bottom of the posts where it met the rock. That way, um, you know, it looks natural, it looks like there's a like a little weed or a little bush growing up beside the edge of the pole, which, I mean, where yeah. anywhere you go, if you're driving around and you look beside some old telephone poles. There's some taller grass that's growing around the poles that those lawnmowers and stuff can't get to along the roads. Just like a bridge or anything, around the bridge abutments, there's usually right. some some old growth coming up around those trees because it's not maintained well. So on the side of this cliff where I couldn't get those pilings to meet perfectly with the rocks, um, I just covered that edge up with a, a little bit of grass, a little bit of a little bit of um, some foliage, foliage, and it looks fine now, so... But yeah, all the yeah. posts are different yeah, lengths. Really good. All the posts are different lengths, which was 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 a blast to get them all precisely cut like that. That was a pain, but uh, yeah, figured that out. Got that on there. Oh, I also put that little rowboat underneath. Did you see that in the in yeah. the photos? Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, that it turned out good. That's actually from our one of our listeners. Did that come with the... No, that's sent to us wow. from one of our listeners. Ken sent us that. Um. Uh, okay. Um, we got that. We got that. Couple things, um, but one of our listeners, Ken, we just won't. We'll just say Ken. We won't say anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, he right. sent us right. the, a couple things, and uh, the one little, the, there was like four metal pewter rowboats in there, white castings right. verb, of rowboats. Yep. I just there's painted more, one. I got some here. I just painted one and threw it underneath there, where the there's a ladder that comes out underneath that decking down to the bottom, yeah. and I just threw that boat beside it because that made sense to me. It just looked good. Um, oh, yeah. And also, I had some some leftover lumber that was from the pilings that just was extra, mm-hmm. I guess, from that kit. Um, and this was actually talked about in our toolbox talk, which is going to be – you guys have already heard that, uh, maybe. But um I just glued those in beside it and broke the tops off made them all jaggedy and stuck them in the water and the rocks right beside that other pier with the lighthouse on it and made like an old old ghost pilings from like an old pier that was washed up and gone. Yeah, it looks cool. So um, it's just like some old tide, low-tide junk. Uh, and I know there's some lo- low-tide junk you can get from FOS scale models. I have some of that ready to put on the layout as well. I have it primed. I just got to paint mm-hmm. it and weather it. But I was like, well, this is – I can make my own low-tie junk too. It was just some old lumber and make it look like it was washed up. So uh, I did oh, yeah. that, and I cracked it all up and made it splintery looking and weathered it and stuck it in there. So um, we're going to talk about that on the Toolbox Talk in the little five-minute episode you guys have already heard but uh, or can listen to in addition to this. Um, but, yeah, so that's what I've been working on. My, that, that corner is kind of becoming a thing. I have some detail parts I want to yeah. add to it yet that's really – just some detail parts that need added, um, mm-hmm. and a few people, and then that'll be about it for that corner. And I'm going to move on to the next thing. My next, my new, my new um, strategy with this tackling this layout, and this is why this is how I think it's going to get done a lot quicker. I'm just going to pick little eight-inch by eight-inch or twelve-inch by twelve-inch sections at a time, and just go to town on those little sections, and then move on. Yeah. Because then I feel like I'm less yeah, overwhelmed. I think that's the best way. I'm I'm less overwhelmed and I, I spend less time just staring at it going, oh, what am I gonna do now? Like what what do I have to do next? Yeah. If I just look at that little tiny work our way to it. Right. If I just look at that little tiny square, I can just focus on that square. I don't have to think about this huge thing to fill. And then it's less overwhelming. Right, I I waste right. I waste less time like thinking about what's outside that square then. I just work on just that square. Oh yeah. So
1: it's a brilliant idea. But, I love that idea. I'm doing it up there on that one corner. You are where that building is in the in the back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I have a couple buildings there, but I, I'm kind right. of working that one section with the sidewalks and everything else, a little bit at a time because otherwise it's overwhelming.
0: Definitely. But um, yeah. so that's what I got. I'm gonna throw some photos of the corner that I just talked about onto the show notes. That way you guys can see what I've been working on. And if you haven't already caught it from our mm-hmm. Instagram or our Facebook. And, um, that, I just want to kind of fill in people with the progress of the layout because I know everyone's been bugging us for some layout photos. So we're finally going to start pushing out mm. some layout photos now that I'm going to be working kind of by the square foot. So, cause I mean, in a square foot yep. in two or three evenings, if I get, we have enough buildings ready to roll and we have enough other materials ready to, ready to flop down as layout. Are you, are you sitting right. inside of a chip bag?
1: No, I'm, um, I was, one <laughs> of the templates, I'm sorry it made too much noise. It sounds um, like you're what sitting. What templates I'm working, I had wax paper down on top of well, it, I'm peeling the wax paper well, off. stop touching it. I'm done with it.
0: Put it I'm down. Done,
1: I'm, done, I'm done with it. Okay. It's
0: like when done, you were chewing done. gum on one episode.
1: Stop it. No, no, Just like that. It's a, this is. just a stop it. Wax paper.
0: All right. <sighs> Man, yeah, it sounded like you were sitting in a tent made out of a uh, of a paper bag um, in a windstorm. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so... Uh, yeah, I uh, I think I could probably do... We have enough buildings inside. Uh, well, yeah, all right, we're going to do music. Ugh. I was just going to say, I, we have enough other materials that I think I can crank out 8 by 8 inch and 12 by 12 inch sections in a few nights at a time now, so... Um, it's a much oh, faster. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a much you know, faster yeah. way to model. But all right, let's jump into the music. Let's get this. Too. Let's get this music going, and then we gotta do. Yep. We gotta record the one more episode, and then we're done. All right. Sure. So, what have you been listening to first?
1: I've been listening to, uh, believe it or not, nineteen uh, forties. Yeah, you sent me uh, a link. Swing. To that. Yeah, swing. Uh, swing band and big swing and
0: big band music nice nice yeah so, i was listening to that the other night yeah, when it's you... good. It,
1: it puts me in the frame of mind of what we're doing and uh it's it's really good it's good stuff i mean uh you know so i found that on you know on uh, google play music and i'm sure everybody has got something like that on whatever yeah. platform you use yeah. for listening to music but yeah. uh, you know swing and big band music and right. it's it's stuff that it would have been played during World War II and, you know, prior to that, and uh, I, I love it.
0: It really puts me in the mood. Nice. Well, so. um, don't laugh. You're going to laugh at this. I, I, don't even ask how I got in into the mood to listen to these people recently. I have been listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to, like, the last two nights I've been listening to Earth, Wind, Fire. I don't know what it is.
1: Just, okay.
0: Hey, I don't know why. I just was listening to them.
1: <laughs> that's fine. If you enjoy it, it doesn't matter. I don't that's, know. That's cool. We're all listening to something different. I don't know. You, know, you and I are both. Feet.
0: I don't know if I enjoyed yeah, it, though. a lot of different music. I don't know if I enjoyed it. I'm just, just going to say I've been listening to well, it. Well,
1: you've to it and listened to it, you've obviously been enjoying it. I don't know what it I is.
0: Don't. I just, there's something, I don't know. Got my, It got my hips. I will
1: say I listened to, oh. uh, I also listened to Rex and Effects from the 80s. Oh, my
0: God. And you're That's, making fun of me for Earth, yeah. Wind, and Fire? <laughs> Jeez Louise. Well,
1: it was just on, and it was just like on a radio station, I heard it and I'm like oh my god I remember it well Facts. that's what happened to so I me up Rex and the and I listened to it that's what happened to me hours. I was
0: listening to the one this popped on and I was like oh I remember that So that's a good song I've heard yeah. that and I put it over I said go to that artist and shuffle the artist and then for like three hours later I was listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire for three hours the other band yeah. I was listening to recently was George Thorogood and the Destroyers so I'll redeem myself just a little bit oh, with that oh yeah but um, that's all good stuff. You too, can't go man. wrong with George Thorogood. All his songs are like a story. Yep. But But um, that, oh, yeah. that, and Roger Miller. I've been listening to. Mhm. Because uh, my kids like Roger Miller. A
1: couple videos I want you all to be aware of. Um, I, there's a video out by Kathy Millett right now. Oh uh, we yes. Met her on on our show.
0: Yeah. Uh? I said yes.
1: And uh, she talks about, and it's a really good one. So if you get a chance, go over, bounce over on YouTube to Kathy. Also, uh, Kathy Millett I was gonna and, say, and see, it. it's about, it's about the, uh, um, it's about the ten. She gives ten good reasons if you're in a rut, how to get out of your rut and enjoy your modeling, and um, it, or you know, or to get out of your rut of uh, your building a diorama or a, or a building or whatever you're building on your layout. Um, and you're in a rut, she talks about 10 different reasons or 10 different ways yeah. to uh, overcome that. Yep. So, and they're real good ones and they're things that we need to take to heart. Um, I think that it's a good listen and I think I recommend that. Also, uh, Jason Jensen uh, did a Catalina Craftsman kit build and um, he mentioned us in it. And uh, I want to give him a shout out. Thank you. Um, and his video that he did on yeah. that was excellent.
0: So go there. Check I want to also plug uh, one other person. He's new on the YouTube scene, um, or new-er, but Dazzy J. Uh, he's he's one of our patrons. He's also listening to the show. He has a YouTube channel. He's been cranking out some videos. And his YouTube page is Model Railroad Techniques. Um, so he's putting Gosh. out he's putting out some new yeah. videos as well. So I just wanted to give him a shout out too. Before we wrap up, he
2: also has
1: a, a Facebook page. He's got a
0: blog. That. He's got a blog he started, he's got going too. So okay. um, I wanted yeah. to give him a shout out real quick before we wrap up this week's episode. So that's all I got, Dan.
1: Sounds good. Me too.
0: All right. Hey, awesome.
1: A have, have a an awesome weekend, everybody.
0: Have a great weekend. Later.